Welcome to the Oxford International Centre for Publishing Studies podcasts. Here follows the second speaker from the Opus Evening, Reaching Tablets and E-Readers. This evening event took place on Thursday 24th of November 2011 at Oxford Brookes University. This presentation was given by Lindsay Mooney of Kobo. The talk is introduced by Sheila Lambie. I'm now going to introduce uh, our next speaker, uh, who is Lindsay Mooney, and yeah. you can... I, I asked Lindsay uh, for a few words about her background, and I actually covered two pages. <laughs> and I said, are you sure you're, you're not, you know, quite a bit older? You look about 14. <laughs> I'm not quite 14. She's yeah. not quite 14. Anyway, I'm going to whiz through this so that we can listen to uh, Lindsay. You've heard a really excellent and thoroughgoing overview of what's happening in the book market and an exhortation to think differently uh, from the way that perhaps we've all been uh, taught to, to think about books. Uh, but it's quite interesting that Lindsay, who's going to be talking about Kobo and what's happening with Kobo, actually started off uh, working in bookselling for about eight years. I, I'm going to let you calculate how old she is. <laughs> um, so she started off for, in the, working for the BCA book clubs as a buyer, and she bought non-fiction, humour, biography, and I thought, where's Richard Baldwell? Where is he? Railways, the most <laughs> successful club. I did buy for the so railway she book for club. Railways yeah. for the book, BCA book club. Um, then she moved on uh, to the Love Reading website, or working with publishers on promotions. Then moving to Hachette, working for Little Brown uh, as online development manager, uh, working on author sites, launching the e-commerce site, um, and then moving on to Random House. You can see just how they were all looking at what was happening and say, we've got to get that girl, we've got to get that girl. <laughs> so Random House seized her and uh, started her off on a, a new digital project which yeah. has just been revised with uh, David Fickling, who many of you around here will know, a project that went into abeyance and has now been revised. Yeah, it was, it was about think, to be yeah, it was, um, I think the, the recession came along and it folded, but now it's, all, it's relaunching now, um, called The Phoenix, and it's fantastic. The Phoenix, so watch mm. out. The Book Depository taken over by <laughs> Amazon, um, on working on different projects online and also particularly supporting the independent booksellers who wanted drop shipments uh, and also to handle their, their e-books as an e-book yep. store. Uh, then, almost there now, Anobi, uh, social networking for readers, um, can't read this word, oh yeah, launched e-reading <laughs> apps range and then finally, about three months ago, this is very breathless now, <laughs> she moved to Kobo, um, where she's the vendor manager for the UK, working for all the UK publishers, uh, growing the catalogue with the aim of defeating... Dealing with W. H. Smith, who's a partner in terms of selling uh, yeah. e-books. Over to Lindsay. Thank you. Um, I have to say, uh, I thought uh, Lindsay's presentation was fantastic, yeah. and... I think everything we're learning and doing at Kobo absolutely backs up everything she said. Um, so yeah, so I'm just I'm going to give you a bit of an overview about what we do at Kobo, kind of what we've learned, and then really talk about social reading, which is where we're differentiating ourselves from Amazon, Sony, other Apple, other e-reading platforms out there. Uh, so just a bit about Kobo. We're a global ebook retailer. Uh, we also have a number of devices which come and play with afterwards. 
I'll tell you a bit more about them as well. Um, we've got almost 6 million registered users, which is pretty good for, I think, for ebook buyers. Um, we've sold them to every single country in the world. And we sell content in English, French, Spanish, German, Dutch. We're shortly moving into Italian and uh, Japanese, which will make sense <laughs> when you see this. Uh, you may have seen that we've just been bought by a, a Japanese company. Uh, Kevo is two years old. It's a startup. We've gone from having no money to being bought for 315 million in two years. Uh, Rakuten is the number three e-commerce company in the world. They're, they're, they're Amazon in, in Japan. So, I mean, for us, that, that's really good. It's really good for the partnerships we've got in the UK, and it's, it's great. But we're, we're still Kobo, we've still got the kind of the Kobo culture we've got now. Um, the head office is in Toronto, we're a Canadian company, we're number one ebook company in Canada. Uh, we're, I think, uh, number two, three in US, big in Australia, big everywhere else. Um, our, uh, we've got teams in France, Germany, Spain, Australia, I'm the London team, um, <laughs> Toronto, and everything else is, is staying the same. But it does mean that we can start growing and start competing with yeah, the company that cannot be named in Seattle. Uh, they've got 30,000 employees. Uh, uh, you know, 30, well, 35,000 at Apple, like 25,000 at Amazon, and there's 200 of us across the world. And, you know, we're number three in the, uh, the books apps in, in Apple, which is, you know, considering there are so few of us, is great. But with a big company behind us, we can hopefully grow that a bit more and take on uh, the companies that have a few more employees than us. Um, at the moment, we've got, we've got a number of retail partnerships. What we tend to do is, although we're an e-book company, actual physical stores really help us. Uh, in we've got a major partnership in Canada, Indigo. So, Smith. I hope some of you have maybe seen the readers in Smiths at the moment. There's an enormous campaign going on on TV, Tube, Press. But in Smiths, uh, next to their bestseller bays, there's bays where you can try out Kobo, have a play with the readers. But we find that whenever <coughs> we've got a physical retailer supporting us, sales grow in that country. So we found that in Australia and Canada, States just launched a partnership with FNAP, which should go live anytime soon, and obviously with Smiths. Yeah, Smiths is doing a lot of pushing for us, so we're hoping that um, our ebook sales will grow in the UK uh, quite significantly. I think not, not just because of the retail partnership, but because of the ways in which we're different from Amazon, Apple, and the different things we're doing. So we've got a number of readers. Uh, the Kobo Touch is our touchscreen e-ink reader, which launched um, October in the, uh, in the UK, but we actually launched it in May uh, in North America. Um, it's £199, uh, £109 even, in, uh, in Smith. That would be very expensive. Uh, and it's for sale uh, in North America, uh, Australia, and, and the EU. Um, I think backing up for, uh, what Linda was saying about um, people buying, we, we find that people who who buy through our e-ink devices rather than through our phone apps buy more. We did a lot of kind of customer segmentation analysis a while ago and people who, who own a dedicated <coughs> reader spend a lot more on books, they read for longer, it's not really a surprise, um, but we, we tend to find they buy about six 
six, seven books a month. You know, which when, when a heavy book buyer only buys 12 or so a year is fantastic. And we just launched the Kobo Vox, which is the, uh, the first colour reader to come to the UK. So the fire <coughs> isn't quite here yet. I hear rumours it's coming in February next year. Um, Android tablet runs Android 2.3, but I think the difference for us, I'll show you later, we tend to find that the people who read on our e-ink devices consume fiction, primarily romance, like you're saying, Milton Boone is huge for us. I mean, they, they get the price points right, you know, and also, no one knows you're reading Milton Boone on this. You know, you could be sitting on the tube, reading about, I don't know, Stable Boy did to so-and-so, <laughs> and, you know, no one knows, um, which, is, which is a real advantage, and I think publishers who really look at their pricing strategies and look at bundling or doing things differently for ebooks really work well. Uh, really work well with us. But so it's it's long form kind of uh, it's fiction and uh, narrative non-fiction that does well on this. With with launching this, I mean uh, cookbooks, and I'll show you our, our social functionality uh, that's coming along soon. We've been speaking to some cookbook publishers, so now we've got new functionality that lets people comment on the page. So you can almost have a dialogue on the page. And I have some cookbook publishers saying to me, this is great. So you know, when you're reading a cookbook, you can say, oh, I'll substitute this for this. And you can read other people's comment on the, uh, on the, the recipe, saying, actually, I added some bacon and it was great. Or I, I removed this and I substituted that. And actually, having that, that social interaction on a book is fantastic. So. At the moment, picture books and things like cookbooks and highly illustrated books haven't been terribly popular in ebook form on platforms like ours, unless you're doing it through apps. So this should hopefully change. I mean, this we've got uh, we've got a video of our, our merchandising director. He's got a, a toddler playing with this who absolutely loves it. You know, we've got really long functionality, so um, I think it should change. It will change the market definitely, um, but it's. It's £170, which is only, you know, it's only £60 more expensive than our other, our other device. Yeah, this is the kind of rough, that slide's formatted for me. Uh, this is roughly, so the e-ink readers, when we did our, our kind of analysis of our heaviest book buyers, what, what the spread is. So it, it's primarily fiction, a lot of YA fiction as well, biography, business, religion, health history, but it's, it's long-form narrative, that there's, it's, that's primarily what it is. And now I'm going to talk about a lot of the, uh, the, the social functionality. So the, the advantage of e-books over, over physical books is that you can share from them, you can have your notes, you can write in them, you can, you know, you can pull out your notes, you can share your notes. You've got everything there and it's digital. What we do with Kobo, uh, but on our e-ink devices and on our colour devices, is something called uh, your reading life, which actually, if anyone likes stats, is fantastic. You can find out all these stats you never knew you needed to know about what you read. Um, so the number of pages you've turned, how many hours you spent on each book, which might actually seem quite frivolous, but actually when you come to analysing it, if, if uh, most people... Uh, read a certain book between 7 and 8 in the morning for half an hour, it might be a great tube read. If most people 
finish a book in eight hours or, you know, finish it in one sitting. It's a great way to kind of push that book in different ways and to get analysis out there. I've been talking to a number of editors who are saying, actually, if most people skip a chapter, you can publish that ebook, work out, actually, no one's reading that chapter and re edit and republish. Um, I think ebooks are bringing different, different ways that you can publish books and get to readers and analyse things. The stats are great. Obviously, it's all opt-in. You don't need to share any of this. Nothing gets shared without your, without your permission. But I think analysing this reading activity gives, gives, gives publishers a different way to, to get to readers. Um, what else do we show you? Oh, so you can see the, the, yeah, the times of day you normally read. Um, this isn't actually mine. They're, they're not my stats. <laughs> I stole it from someone else. How many books you've read, and things like reading velocity. So if you normally read a book, you know, twenty pages an hour, but then most people read this book, I don't know, half the speed they would normally. You might be able to say actually it's it's a bit of an you know more involved book. You know, it might work your brain a bit. Or if everyone reads something twice as fast, it's a great beach read, or it's a you know trashy throwaway read if you're looking for something light. So it almost helps us kind of give you books based on your mood or what you're feeling, um, which, is, which isn't something we've added to the site now, but is something we're looking at. We also, uh, I was never sure about this before I started working at Kobo, uh, you get uh, badges and awards based on what you're reading. So yeah, if you're reading between 9 and 7 a.m. five times, you get a kill commute bad. There's one about happy hour, which I've got, if, if you're reading between 5 and 7. As a night rider one, if you read at night. Um, it's the, you get them yourselves, you don't need to share them, but if you want to, you, know, you can share these to Facebook, people can see what you've been doing. It's quite a nice way of kind of showing what you've been doing. I oh, better in bed, I'm not sure what that one is, I'm not sure that's uh, related to Milton Boone. Um, yeah, so um, you can connect to Facebook and share to, to, So if you see you know, a, a passage that really, really kind of strikes you and you want to share, you can. You can add your comment and it's really nice to then get your friends' feedback on that. I mean reading is although a lot reading is for a lot of people an incredibly personal activity. When you're in the pub or when you're talking to friends, you you know you want to hear what they've been reading and you want to know what they thought of that book and get their opinion. And for us uh, the, the kind of social aspect of e-reading means you're more likely to discover new books with people sharing things like this. You know, you trust your friends. You're more likely to listen to a friend who's posted something to Facebook saying, oh, I read this book, it was amazing, you know, couldn't put it down, than a marketing email or something, a tube ad. It's the trusted recommendations, and it's using your social graph rather than traditional advertising, which I don't think, you know, a lot of people are becoming just completely numb to when you don't notice, whereas a friend you would trust. Yeah, you can post your wall with comments. You know, it, get, it gets conversation going. Um, you know, not all of us would talk to friends about that, but everyone's checking Facebook when they're bored at work. and It's, it's a way of get, getting to consumers you possibly uh, wouldn't normally. Uh, we also share to Twitter. So what we're trying to do is not, is not create a whole new social network. We don't want to do that. You don't, no one wants to have to build up their friends on another ne network. You pull them in from Facebook and Twitter and places they're already using. And then our apps, you can also, with our iOS apps and Vox, if you've already got friends on Facebook who are on Kobo, you can see what they're reading. 
you can stalk their libraries, pull books you might like from there. Um, it's it's a nice way of uh, of seeing other things. So yeah, that's that's Scott, who actually probably some of you know because he deals with uh, academic publishers in the UK. That's his library. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll pick any of mine up. Um, so you can go in and kind of see what they thought of things, and it's just it's a nice way to be able to see what people are reading, and what they thought of things. Uh, and this is all of your library. So with us, you, you can either you can buy from the website or you can buy through our apps on the devices. Um, however you want to to buy that uh, content, you can. And at one of our the thing we launched uh, about a couple of weeks ago, which for us is is a real differentiator to Amazon because Amazon Amazon is huge and they've got that. You're reading an ebook, and 300 people have highlighted this, but it doesn't tell you why they highlighted or, or what they were thinking. It's just, uh, you know, it doesn't go that far. Um, so we've developed something called Pulse. So when you're reading a book, then you can see there's a kind of the small thing there. When when you go onto a page, the more the more activity there is on the page, the bigger it gets. So if there's a lot of activity, it's all kind of bright out here. If there's not much, it's just a little bit. And if you tap that, you can see what's going on on the page. You can see how many people actually finish the book. So if there's, if there's 300 people reading it, but only two finished it, it might not be that great. Um, you know, you can see all the comments in there, how many people liked it, uh, the highlights. If you know the people, you can go and see that. People can then, it's, it's like a, a dialogue in the book. You can do it on the page as well. People can then comment, they've got threaded comments, people can like those comments, people can dislike those comments. Um, we're looking at developing various reading rooms, so you know, if you have a group who want to discuss a particular subject and read a certain set of books, you can go just with your <coughs> friends and kind of have a discussion there. Um, it's, we're talking with various publishers about getting authors to tell their fans they'll meet them in the book at you know, 6pm to go and discuss it. So everyone can have a discussion in the book, you know, on the page, and it's just, you can talk about individual passages or the whole book. It just means it's like a book club while you're reading it, um, which is, I think, for a lot of people, quite a nice concept. And then you can also see the, the kind of on-page feed so the comments on this page. I think the, we used our test book was, uh, was Boomerang for this, talking about the uh, financial crisis, which was quite an emotive subject. Um, yeah. And then also for Kobo, uh, we're, um, we're Facebook's only official e-reading partner. So within the next few months, we'll be launching something with Facebook. Um, the way they... People traditionally like things on Facebook is changing, so in the next few months you won't like something, you'll read, you'll watch, you'll listen, you'll do various things. So they have a partnership with Netflix, so every time you watch a film, you know, you can say, I watch this with Netflix, I read this on Guardian, and I listened to this on Spotify, I read this on Kobo, um, which is a bit good for us. And then I think a, a major thing for us uh, next year, partly uh, prompted by our Japanese owners, um, EPUB 3 obviously means we can support Japanese characters, but um, we'll be supporting that from next year. But EPUB 3 is 
uh, I think the next evolution of ebooks, it means enhanced books, people can do, you know, where people would traditionally have used standalone apps for ebooks, publishers are moving away from that because it's, it's so hard to try and market an app within the app within the app store or anywhere else. And publishers aren't really used to marketing apps. So EPUB 3 lets them do all the kind of interesting, sexy stuff you do in an app, but in a, in a, in a plain EPUB file. So enhanced audio, video, JavaScript, anything else you'd normally do, you can do with EPUB 3. Um, so that will be, we'll be supporting that. And I think there's, there's a lot of publishers starting to experiment with that and starting to do more interesting things. I think it's been waiting for the devices that support it, but there'll, there'll be a lot more interesting ebooks coming next year. Thank you. Thank you.